Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. This is Heart to Heart with Spongile Mufuking on Radio Pulpit. Heart to Heart. No name compared. There's no name that can be compared to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, lady to Jetline, the name of the Lord is the title of the song we gave to you. Hello to your family. I am Sibongile Mofokeng. This is Heart to Heart with you up until three o'clock. I'm back again. And um, yeah, I promised the family that when I come back, I'll be talking to Stasha Jordan. And uh, Stasha Jordan is an activist for breastfeeding. And she is the executive director for the South African Breast Milk Reserve. Before I greet her, let me just say to Mama Maureen, Mama Maureen, Mama Maureen says, go back to school. You can't be mentioning numbers and alphabets together. You can't say 082, but you have to say 082. <laughs> and she's like, no, all of you, go back to school. Go back to grade one. <laughs> I think we need to have a topic about that because, hey, a lot is changing. The slang, the, the, the way people are talking, things are, yo, hi, man. Um, there was a time when some of us would not even be happy when somebody would send you a message like, hood. And you, I, well, I still don't like that. I, I still don't like that. <laughs> but, but this is what they do now. This is how they speak now. And they're like, hood. And you're like, what is hood? H U D? Like, that, that, that's the message you will get from the person. Good morning. Uh, even good morning is not written good morning. There's a way they write good morning. And now they're like, hood. And you you ask a question, what does hood mean? You're like, how are you doing? <laughs> so, Coco Marine, <laughs> I, think, I think, Ma, we need to have a topic around these and talk about the new ways, how people have changed um, the way we know things and the way we have been taught. Now, it, uh, even when you say OA2, it feels like it's normal. It doesn't feel like, no, something is wrong there. It feels like, right. <laughs> but I think we need to have such a topic. But on the line, I'm now joined by my queen, Stasha Jordan. Hi, Stasha. Who can do it Hi, Sivangila. Happy New Year. And to that and to that topic, what I do to understand my children's SMSs, I Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I can just because, imagine. Because otherwise it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's something that we need to talk about now, now in January, because yeah, mm. yo, yeah, it's it's a tough one. So if you are from the other generations uh, back then, you'd be like, icon, icon. And there are so many yeah. things. I don't know if you're aware, Stasha, that there are some other words that our children would use in the in the previous times, and we would be like, no, there's no word like that now you find them in the dictionary yes absolutely like words like riz <laughs> i mean we, we we have a whole lit we have a whole genre yeah. of words. and, yeah. I, and I, 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 as a mother i'm not allowed to use them because yeah. apparently i'm I, i'm embarrassing <laughs> you know it's, it's elite language for teenagers <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're embarrassing, mom. No, no, don't say that around my yeah. friends, please. <laughs> now, we, we, yeah. we're still talking about those little ones whom we are, they are everything. We make the sun 
shine for them and they're breastfeeding they're here and we're talking to the communities that are out there supporting moms who are breastfeeding today we're also talking to the moms themselves and number one i think we can start by saying congratulations for um the the their the babies you know for having their babies now um throughout the festive season and uh, for holding it strong up until now i know it's not easy for every mom i was watching a video yeah. not so long uh, sasha of a mom who says this is how it ought to look like this is how it looks like in the eyes of others but the truth and then yeah. she shows when when she shows how it looks like those beautiful pictures that we found on instagram those wonderful ones that we see on facebook and then she showed us yeah. what we normally would see on TikTok, where a person would be crying and she says, but this is the reality. I'm crying every time. I can't deal with this. And yeah, really, yeah. it's normal. It's very normal, you know. And I think everybody likes to show the, 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 the pretty side. But uh, we often receive phone calls as a human milk bank from dads on day two who don't know that milk comes in on day three. And we always remind them then that on day two, mommy cries, baby cries, granny cries, and daddy cries. And that's Eesh. normal. Okay? <laughs> it's not easy, right? So Parenting is, is a big challenge. So you are blessed if you are that mom who has milk from day one. You are really blessed. You are really blessed. We all have breast milk from day one. We have colostrum from day one. Uh-huh. However, the, and colostrum comes in small quantities five to seven milliliters. However, it's nutrient-packed and it's dense with all the right ingredients to allow, for instance, for the baby to expel the mucomium, which is that green stool that comes after birth. Yes. And it's essential to building the immune system. So we have breast milk from day one, but because it's such a small amount, parents get very scared. And if you haven't done a... Uh, antenatal class, which I would highly recommend, you might not be aware that your milk mounts, meaning that you get your breasts engorged and you get large volumes, on day three, four, five, if mm. not two, and often faster for your second and third pregnancies, you know? Mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah. S- s- some of us also un- never went to the classes, so we don't know so many things that are taught in those spaces. Um, I'm also thinking about um, being taught about the colostrum, what to expect. Then you can relax if you were told before, but some never had the privilege of doing that. Um, and these are the things they're learning now. Like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. But um, do we find that most of the moms become or have the post-traumatic, postpartum, uh, what do we call it? Postpartum depression. Blues, we call it postpartum depression. Yeah. After so first and foremost, two days? I, I think, you know, in the context of colostrum, um, in Africa, there are some African cultures which we are trying to re-educate where colostrum used to be thrown away because considered dirty and babies would be fed muti and given enemas at birth, which is contraindicated medically, okay? So we have engaged in a lot of training activities in hospitals with sangomas to make sure that we stop these practices because they're dangerous for the baby and that we latch the baby immediately. So colostrum is absolutely essential mm. and non-negotiable, okay? And... and 
uh, and any other uh, food is not allowed because you're exclusively breastfeeding for six, six months. months. Mm. For six months, absolutely. So that is scary. Uh, and, yeah, Stasha, yeah, that is scary. That's a long time. That is scary, especially I'm thinking about children then who show with colic and other things because of everything that has been done there. And when uh, also new parents who or new moms who see the green stools coming out and they're like, oh, what's happening with my child? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's yeah. awesome if you have been taught. But if you have not, um, I'm hoping that others now can know that, no, you should expect that. And so it's, it's something yeah. that you shouldn't be alarmed at. Uh, but you should be expecting. No. So how do we support? We the, learn as we go along, you know. <laughs> how do we support uh, each other during this time? I know some of the husbands will be going back to work. Uh, some of the uh, helpers, our moms, our grannies who have been there will be going back. Um, it's a new year. We're starting out. Everything is new. And you would find that our new moms are left alone. So what is it that we need to do? to make sure that they are able to can stand on their own and we can continue with life, living our lives, and also to strengthen the moms. Yes, absolutely, because we, we have to empower mothers so that they can care for their children, and that's why the early uh, aspects of early childhood development are very important. Mm. But to answer two very important questions for your listeners, okay? Mm. Colic is defined as uncontrollable crying, which means that if you put your baby on the breast and the baby stops crying, that is not colic, okay? Mm. And often, and, 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 and principles around colic were developed when we had uh, uh, feeding every three hours and babies were not satisfied, whereas babies need to demand feed because they have growth spurts and they have different needs. So you can imagine, like you and I will have breakfast, lunch, tea, and a snack, so will the baby, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's called demand feeding. And a green stool is usually the mo a sign, an indication of early teething. And it usually looks very scary because it's fluorescent green. Mm -hmm. but that's the iron in the stool, and that is usually a sign of teething, and it's absolutely normal, you know? I think we need to address the do's and don'ts Let's of breastfeeding support. Mm -hmm. So I will I will start with the don'ts, you know, <laughs> and and I will start and and I want I, will, I, will, I want to be as 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 gentle as possible. But okay. we have to absolutely remove from our support language questions like, but is your breast milk good enough, mm. or. Uh, you know, or for instance, our gogos or generations that were raised uh, on aggressive formula marketing, uh, saying to moms, ah, you have to give porridge, your breast milk is not good enough. All of those negative um, inputs actually impact your letdown and, and, the, and, and impact your lactation. So we have to really, first of all, I encourage women to believe in themselves. You can breastfeed. Yeah. You know, it's not a question. A lot of moms during pregnancy, and I've met so many over 20 years, have this very big concern, will I be able to breastfeed? Mm. That is a concern that was implanted into us by uh, aggressive and insidious marketing of formula products so to make women feel inadequate so that they would buy formula. Mm. So your milk is good enough. And what is important is to breastfeed on demand and to regularly 
do weight checks on your baby. So taking baby to your well baby clinic, Mm. obviously also another thing to remind parents, uh, and oftentimes they don't know that, the the first week after the baby is born, even though you're breastfeeding every five minutes, the baby will lose weight. Okay? okay, and then the baby will regain that weight on week two, three, and four. A lot of parents get very discouraged and think that their breast milk is not good enough. No, that is just the biological design of procreation. Okay, mm-hmm. it's normal, and and you have to continue breastfeeding and building your supply regularly. Uh, topping up is counterproductive to breastfeeding because if you top up you produce less breast milk because you, you, your mind thinks, oh, the baby needs less. Your brain, not your mind, but your brain or, you know, the, the letdown uh, uh, will, will, will assume that the baby is not drinking as much. The baby will become lazy and will not want to latch. So it's really important, especially when we establish lactation, to breastfeed religiously and exclusively. Mm-hmm. I call it the gospel of breastfeeding. <laughs> the gospel of breastfeeding. You know, as God intended. Yeah, as God has you intended know? us to do. Yeah. Mm. And so, yeah. because most of the times you might be doubtful and thinking that you're not giving enough to the baby, what are some of the signs that you would see that uh, this person, this little one, is not getting enough. They are not satisfied. What are some of the things would, that would happen? You know, you know, we also have to remember that that a lot of the times we are interpreting baby language. Mm. Um, and every time a baby cries, the first reaction is that we, the, the, the breast milk is not good enough. The baby is not full. That is not true. Mm. First and foremost, babies cry as a form of communication. Mm. And, and, and babies cry, okay? That's just a matter of fact, which you don't see on the Instagram pictures. Mm-hmm. But it's a reality that every parent experiences. So provided that your baby is gaining weight, that your baby is producing stools daily and producing urine, you can be rest assured that your breast milk is excellent, not good enough. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, what, what the, you asked me about research evidence. I actually attended a WHO presentation mm. on uh, the, 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 the damage the aggressive marketing of formula has done on the psyche of pregnant women by, by, by planting the seed of doubt. That seed of doubt that we were discussing just now, where you talk to pregnant moms, who wonder if they will be able to breastfeed. Right. You will be able to breastfeed. Eight billion of us are here because we can breastfeed. Okay. Mm. And it's important to really believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. I also believe in birthing plans and resolutions around making a commitment. And maybe I'll give a piece of advice which some will disagree with, but this is something that was passed on by my mom mm. when I was pregnant with my first baby, I thought I should buy bottles just in case. And my mother said, absolutely not. Mm. Do not buy bottles and formula mm-hmm. when the baby is born. Begin breastfeeding. If you are struggling, reach out for support to special to practitioners because there are uh, uh, healthy professionals that specialize. They're trained in for latching. that. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, especially if your latch is sore or your breast is bleeding, 
also remember that is also normal because it's an adjustment process, right? Mm, mm. But at one point, if, if the nipple is pinching incorrectly, we have to remember basic principles, you know, mummy to tummy, nipple to nose. Mm. Those are really important aspects of latching, you know, that you don't try and shove the nipple in the mouth of the baby. You point the nipple to the nose of the baby mm. and the baby will open wide and swallow the areola, disallowing suckling, okay? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, your baby will suck on your nipple and your nipple will turn black. And it will be sore. Okay? Yeah, and it will be yeah. sore. And mommy to tummy means that when you're breastfeeding your baby, you have to have your baby in a position that is comfortable. So you can't have its neck, the ba- his or her neck, twisted in an abnormal hmm. way. And so you, you, you put, put the mummy to the tummy of the baby, mm-hmm. which makes him horizontal to you. There are ma- many positions for breastfeeding, obviously. Mm. And, and that allows for productive latching. And, the, and, and, also, and, and it's important to check for lip ties and tongue ties which are not uncommon, which can actually result in painful breastfeeding experiences. Okay. And, and new moms don't know how to, uh, how to uh, spot a tongue tie or a lip tie. Now, there's also a pacifier, dummies, that are introduced um, by those of us who are helping, <laughs> who are assisting our yeah. new moms, breastfeeding moms. So should we be... Um, giving these to our children should we be introducing these to our children uh, as well are these are these parts parts of the (laughs) i i I can tell you i can tell you my personal opinion and what i practice with my children yes i have a no dummy policy yeah because i believe firmly in uh, in training the jaw of the baby, it's a, you know breastfeeding. The, 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 when you suck on a dummy, you're sucking. So it's a it's almost like sucking on a lollipop. You're only mm. using the front of your mouth. Mm. When you suckle on the breast, okay, you are first of all ingest, the baby ingests ingests the full areola, which is a very large right. surface. Yeah. And, and begins to suckle, which is an exercise that is, that is done with the back of the jaw, your tongue, your palate. It's far more inclusive than sucking, and it is crucial to palate and speech development. Ah. Okay? So you, 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 when you put a, a dummy in a baby's mouth, you, in, you, in my opinion, and please uh, take my opinion as non-medical, okay, and I, uh, is, this is my experience as a mother, is that dummies are a no, and you and 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 breasts often used as dummies, but that's okay, and we need to normalize that amongst mothers, because a lot of moms, you know, I think we've given the impression with Instagram pictures that babies are fluffy, pink, and easy, um, but nobody really realizes the reality of being used as a human dummy, and and I think sometimes moms feel used, you know. They will say things like, oh, I just feel like a cow. And, no, you're a mammal breastfeeding. Mm. You know, you're mm. not a cow. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're do, you, you, you are nurturing and nourishing your baby. And a lot of the times, babies will want to, to, to uh, be at the breast and use the breast as a dummy. Now, there are various schools of thought that say that you should, that you shouldn't. 
you know, I'm of the opinion that that the, that the baby is nine months in the tummy and nine months on top of the chest on the breast. Mm-hmm. And that's all we do, you know, and that we shouldn't try to separate ourselves from our babies too soon and provide that they can, they can use your thumb as a dummy. They can even suckle on dad as a, as, as a dummy, you know, it's, it's a form of, of, of soothing, especially when they begin teething yeah, yeah. and when they're practicing lactation. Yeah. Now with, with brand new moms, you find when we help them, we give them all sorts of full cream milk and, you know, all those creamy kind of food. and To mothers. Yeah, so that they can produce oh, more gosh, milk. Yeah. <laughs> we give them, you know, mutoho, you know, mutoho, porridge. Mm. Yes, of yes, porridge. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, with with milk. And yeah, because we want to try yeah. and help them to produce more milk. So we were t- you were talking the do's and don'ts. Does that one come to the do's or don'ts? You know, there are so many, again, so many points of view on this matter, okay? Yeah. The latest like, research uh, and, and, and advice that I have heard from colleagues that are lactation consultants mm-hmm. is to please not consume high sugar drinks because it will ah. still be in mothers. Yeah, you need to drink a lot of water, rooibos tea, um, you know, I, I, in my opinion, fermented products are really healthy for the gut, and the gut is where you produce uh, your immunity, which then passes through the breast milk to the baby, because that is how it works, right? Mm-hmm. We cuddle and hold our baby, we kiss our baby, we ingest the, the organism in its immediate environment, and this allows our gut to produce very, very specific immunity tailored for our own babies. That's why we say that breast milk is designer food because it is designed to meet the need of your baby specifically against the ecosystem within which it lives, Mm -hmm. something that, for instance, formula will never achieve. So fermented foods... I, uh, you know, are, are good for the mother's gut and provided that they're w- well made, you know, because there is fermentation and fermentation. Um, you know, uh, it's also important to remember that you don't, that when you eat food, you don't, like for instance, some people say don't eat cauliflower because it will make your baby gassy. Perhaps mm-hmm. it changes your pH, but I can assure you there is no cauliflower swimming in your blood. <laughs> okay, so the chemistry of the human body is very specific yeah. and scientific. You know, the physiology <laughs> of the human body provides that we transform the food that we eat mm-hmm. into a blood product, and and breast milk is. Uh, blood without red blood cells. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> you can imagine there isn't cheese in it, coffee. What is important is not the, oh, what, what passes into breast milk mm-hmm. or the scents of the food that you eat. For so then let me I ask you a question, Stasha. All right, I understand Sorry? that. I understand. Let me ask you a question. Then what, 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 why would you have a runny tummy as a mother? who's breastfeeding, and your little one also starts having a runny tummy. So I think 
I think it comes from something like that, that those kind of experiences where somebody f- feels like the cauliflower is, is going through the bloodstream or something. <laughs> yeah, that's your cauliflower going, uh, irritating your gut, okay? Okay. Uh, it's, not, it's not in your blood. But, but what happens is that yeah. usually, I mean, and this is, again, you know, my layman's understanding of of the physiology of the human body, you will eat a a, a cauliflower, it will have an inflammatory response, okay? Uh This will probably alter the composition of your breast milk and your baby might get that inflammatory response. But it's not, but it could also be the case that it's not the cauliflower that you got caught a tummy bug and (laughs) that that your baby will catch that tummy bug, which is normal. And you must absolutely continue breastfeeding because whilst you are healing your own diarrhea, you are producing the the right immunity for For the baby baby to heal through your breastfeeding. Ah, all right. Okay. Okay. So no cauliflower in blood. We checked. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And then what are some of these do's and don'ts? Did we cover them all? Well, I think I, I, I think on we were talking about how we can create enabling environment yes. for women to breastfeed, and 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 especially uh, the elders of the communities of breastfeeding mothers mm. uh, uh, need to uh, consider their language when they address uh, the quality of the breast milk of the mother. It's not a, a topic for discussion. Until such time as the baby starts displaying uh, some type of weight loss or some concern, uh, you know, uh, questioning the mother's uh, ability to breastfeed, quality of breast milk. A lot of people pass judgment on breast milk color. So for all your listeners, breast milk comes in a variety of colors, from gray to blue to yellow to dark yellow to white. Okay, and it smells soapy, okay, yeah. especially if it's frozen. Um, and I also, once we got a call from a dad telling us that the breast milk was off because it smelled <laughs> soapy, and we reminded him that it was for the baby, not for him. <laughs> but remember that it's, it's, not, it's really not for adult consumption. You, will, you might not like it, but that doesn't mean that it's not good for your baby, right? Mm, mm. So... You know, breast milk comes in so many forms, quantities, colors, shapes, and uh, provide. And it's always absolutely fundamental to consult your doctor, your pediatrician, uh-huh. the moment in which you have a concern around the development yeah. of your baby. No, if the if the baby doesn't have regular stools, if the baby doesn't have regular urine or passes uh, blood, if the baby passes blood from the sphincter, uh, you know, it could be an indication of an inguinal hernia, which is uh, something, for instance, my daughter had, which could even be fatal if not addressed Addressed. immediately. So we have to, yes, it's, it's, it's not an easy road, but in terms of offering women support, um, you know, um, uh, cooking a mother, a new mother, a meal, uh, uh, you know, uh, bringing a casserole to help her cope, uh, sitting and talking to her. You know, women are abandoned and left oftentimes alone for the mm-hmm. first six months mm-hmm. of a baby's mm-hmm. life. 
and it's and it's really important for the um, community of women around her and men uh, to engage with her, to assist her. Fathers are fathers; they are not helpers who should be thanked for doing uh, uh, a yeah. little chore. Mm. Fathers have responsibilities. They need to learn how to cook for the family, change nappies. They need to also be able to soothe the baby. Um, if the mom is pumping breast milk, assist with night feeds mm. because now we've had this change of, 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 of maternity conditions. If both partners can take half of the four months of maternity leave. So obviously if the mom takes two months and she's breastfeeding, then when the dad takes the two months, he, he must make sure that there is a good breast pump, that we're expressing mm. enough breast milk. It should not become an excuse to, to say to, to, to stop breastfeeding, okay, mm-hmm. which is a concern. We should exclusively breastfeed for six months. Yep. So, you know, we need, to, we need to take these considerations and, and mothers need practical help. Mm. Help them do the laundry, uh, help them, uh, do the, you know, tidy up the kitchen if they have other toddlers, yeah, uh, take them yeah. to the park, give her an extra hour sleep, you know, uh, share uh, uh, words of affirmation that will encourage her. If, if you are a husband, run her a beautiful bath mm-hmm. with candles, make her a cup of tea, cause, because that stimulates letdown and that increases lactation. Women to lactate productively need to be calm and, and somewhat relaxed. Wow. Stasha, thank you so much. I'm also learning. I remember when I was um, expressing I never like I was too busy to look at the color of the milk. And so we would put it in the refrigerator. And then sometime after three days, I'm like, that milk has been there for three days. Then it's off. <laughs> look at the color. Now you must freeze your, please, please, I'm sorry, everyone, freeze your breast milk within 24 hours. Yeah. Especially in, in a load shedding South Africa. Before, yeah, make sure that it's frozen. continuous power, we could do it for 48 to 72. Yeah. But now that we don't, what you express today, this morning, and you freeze tonight. Mm. Because otherwise, your milk will go off. Yeah, so I would, I would look at the color and be like, oh, after three days. Now I'm, I, I'm reminded there's milk in there that has been there for three days. It should be off because look at the color. <laughs> because I never had time to look at it as I was expressing. I was busy working, doing all this, and, and I never looked at the color. So we just saved it and Yeah, but you, know, you don't need to so look at the I'm, color. So now well, I've, of, I've learned. The, now I'm learning. You know, the best advice <laughs> I ever got yeah. from a lactation consultant was, that if we had to know exactly the mold and color of our of, of breast milk, yeah. God would have made us with glass breasts Ooh. and, and molds on them. Yeah, okay? then we would see the color. <laughs> then you would see the breast milk and the color. So if you are breastfeeding at the breast but not pumping, and then you hear the baby, you know, suckling and ingesting voraciously, peeing, pooing, everything is fine. That's what we want. Okay? That's all we you want. Do, d- <laughs> yeah, that's all we want. And and then in closing, just before we go away, not to forget, it, it, when, when you when you start pumping, and usually it's not advisable to start too early if it's your first pregnancy, uh-huh. because you first want to establish lactation, and you are storing to go back to work, or you have a baby in the neonatal ICU who is consuming smaller amounts than what you're expressing, 
please don't forget the human milk banks because there are moms out there that have uh, suffered from, um, you know, uh, failing maternal health during pregnancy or conditions mm. which have rendered them unable temporarily to breastfeed. To breastfeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the human milk banks play a key role in, in, in protecting the extremely low birth weight. We're talking about 500 grams, 1.8 kilos that are on life support in neonatal ICU. So we feed 4,000 babies a year. Uh, of these, 3,600 in the public sector hospitals of South Africa, the Department of Health is one of the m- most excellent investors in breastfeeding and human milk banking, as are the private hospital groups and discovery. And they are all behind exclusive breastfeeding because they quantify, uh, you know, with actuarial scientists, the benefits that, that the result from a proper breastfeeding because there is less loss of life, less um, patient care, uh, uh, increase in bedtime stay in the hospital, mm-hmm. babies heal faster. So please remember, breastfeeding, first of all, is, is medicine. It's, it's medicine for your baby. But if you have excess, it's, it's, it's a lifesaver for premature babies. Wow. Uh, moms are not well. Thank you so much, Sasha, for talking to us. And for us, we'd like to be in contact with you for any reason. Um, whether we want to uh, inquire about the, the breast milk donations or we want to know more about the leching, the leching of the baby and the color of the milk. <laughs> How do yeah. we get hold of you? Yeah. Yeah, you contact us on uh, on www dot s for sugar a for alpha b for bravo r for romeo south african breast milk reserve dot org dot za. Alternatively, you can contact us telephonically on o double one four eight two one nine two o. And if you don't have eight time, we'll call you back. Um, if you want to donate, you and you access the website. You fill out an online form. It is a tissue donating exercise which is regulated under the law. So please keep in mind that the sign-up process and the onboarding take around 10 to 15 minutes. And it's not because we want to be difficult, but because we have to be thorough. Mm, you know? mm, mm. All right. Stasha, the okay. number again, 011 Okay, and www.sabr.org.za. Thank you, Stasha. Right. We'll be talking to you very soon again. It's always an honor, my queen. Um, I know that you were not feeling okay, but you took uh, you, you went all out of your comfort zone to speak to us today. May the Lord's hand be upon you, and may you have a beautiful, productive, awesome um, year 2024. Uh, good success and good health in it as well. Sibongile, I mean, thank you so much, and thank you for all the coverage. You guys are always so awesome to us. We really appreciate your passion for breastfeeding and educating the public. Best wishes to you for 2024, and God bless. Thank you. Thank you. you. Bye, my queen.
Bye-bye. And yes, my family, that is Tasha Yurdon, who is an activist for breastfeeding. And also, um, she is the executive director of the South African Breast Milk Reserve. And uh, if you'd like to be in contact with them, do remember that you can go to their site, um, sabr.org.co.za. Alternatively, you can call them on 11 20. It's more than radio. It's a way of life. It's 657 AM. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729. And our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Do you read the Word for Today daily devotionals? We wish to ensure that your copy reaches you on time. You can now receive the booklet directly at an address of your choice or via email if you prefer. It's easy. Visit radiopulpit.co.za, select your choice and update your details. Or SMS the word DEVOTIONAL to 37871. You will receive a reply SMS with the options. Alternatively, contact client services on 012-334-1257. Standard rate supply. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.